This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. So just closing the cemetery gates and the question is, is the cemetery on the outside of the gates or on the inside of the gates? Uh, what is the plot? Who is the plot? <laughs> but the, the topic I have in mind is metaphor. And this is coming from uh, seeing a writer's blog. And uh, the blog post had uh, a picture of an apple. And the, uh, the title of the picture was, I think it was even in the picture, were the words, This is an Apple. And it went into talking about, uh, I think, vitamins. And it wasn't, say, journalistic and saying, Oh... Showing the different sides of the uh, vitamin debate, whether we need vitamins or not. They were they were more anti-vitamin, but but that's another story. <clears throat> My interest was this picture of the apple, and I was immediately reminded of this uh, famous French painting that has text in it. It's a, it's a picture of a pipe, a painting of a pipe. And in French, uh, it says, uh, the, in Francais, it says, uh, this is not a pipe. And uh, the meaning of it is, is that uh, this is a painting of a pipe. It is not a pipe. And there's a, this, this wonderful moment of, of looking at image and going, uh, a representation is not the same as the actual thing. And so going back to this picture, uh, you know, this digital representation of an apple that is saying, you know, this is an apple. Uh, and I was like, no, it's not. It's a picture of an apple. And, and, and that got me thinking, or rem reminded me of, of metaphor. This is a slight segue, but it is connected. I was in a, uh, uh, a, a, a kind of class. We're reading uh, books. I can't remember the name of these things. But it's a book club, basically, and we were, were discussing, and uh, somebody used the word metaphor, and uh, what what they wanted to say was um, analogy, which is uh, means something is like something else, and. 
whereas metaphor means something that is something else. There, there's, there's more to the definition. And to, just to finish the segue, uh, I, I pointed this out. I, I said, oh, by the way, you know, there's a difference between metaphor and analogy. Sometimes, most of the time, people let you get away with that kind of stuff. You know, sh- sh- you know, w- wanting to share information, and um, but this didn't go down well, and the other person, as you know, got upset. You know, they were yelling uh, that not yelling, but almost yelling. I think they had had a rough day, and uh, there were. What is it? There was no... Uh, I wasn't offended. I was like going, oh, this is, you know, this is them. But I remember them yelling, almost yelling and saying, you know, there's no difference. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you know, I'll use it the way I want it. And I, I went home and I, I looked it up. I was trying to, you know, just to sort of confirm, so am I wrong? And uh, you know, uh, perhaps, perhaps this uh, other person in the book club is, was uh, had people doing that all day to them or something, correcting them. And uh, <clears throat> and, and, and too, I, I went home. I looked it, looked it up, and uh, metaphor actually. There is a usage, and what I what I was doing was I was going from the more literary. I believe it's also part of uh, linguistics. Uh, it, it might be also in rhetoric, but I, I recall uh, either being in classes at university or. Uh, working on essays where this came up, the the use of metaphor. I believe it's considered a literary device. So it, it's it's sort of say the vernacular usage of of metaphor versus uh, sort of in a more scholarly environment or more um, artistic. Say if you're if you're talking about poetry. Uh, yeah, so uh, I saw this, I think it was just yesterday, I saw this picture of an apple and uh, with this slogan underneath it, this is an apple. And that that act to me was uh, metaphorical. It's saying that the picture is, you know, this, this object, this real-life object of an apple. Uh, maybe say two, a two-dimensional uh, illustration is, actually, is, is claiming to be a, a 3D uh, object. Uh, grown on a tree, plucked, sold in a supermarket, So, 
metaphor. Uh, a, a wonderful problem, too. Why? Why? And two, for myself, it's important uh, in writing. And I, I want to... I want to use the right words. I want to convey as clearly as I can. And, you know, what difference does it make? And this is, this is agreeing with the other person in the book club. What difference does it make, you know, if I use the word metaphor versus analogy? I believe both go right back to... Greece, 2,000 plus years ago. Uh, metaphor, definitely. And <clears throat> there, is a, there is a history going on there. Uh, my my, my liter- literary connection to it is uh, Homer. And there are there was a moment thinking that I can't I'm not thinking of a specific moment, say in the Iliad, but I remember I think it was in the Aeneid, which is a, a Roman uh, homage uh, to to Homer's work. Was it Virgil? I think that's Virgil. So there's this. Roman poet, writer, storyteller uh, named Virgil, who shows up later in Dante. And there's this moment of describing a warrior, and I believe that it was, uh, the metaphor was, um, you know, this warrior. Uh, was a scorpion. And if, if you went at it literally, you know, you would say, that's impossible, right? You know, a person is not a scorpion. But, but we're in the territory of, of art. Artistry, using words a certain way. And this warrior in, in this epic poem um, that connects itself to, to Troy. It's called the Aeneid. Uh, I'm not sure if it's Aeneas, who is this uh, Roman ancestor, mythical Roman ancestor, but the warrior in question, he is covered, he has, he's wearing armor, that's one thing, uh, much like, say, a scorpion. And then uh, has, I, I think it's that uh, this warrior has a spear, and just the 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 posture, the sort of crouching posture, uh, uh, the spear, which re- kind of resembles a scorpion's tail, and say you know, poison in a, in a way that. Uh, there's this element of death and danger to this to this character, and something magical happens. All of a sudden, you know what could have been described 
you know, and you could say, oh, there was this warrior, and he was crouched over uh, like a scorpion, all, you know, armored, and, uh, and using the word like is uh, an uh, analogy, which is saying similar to. But when you say was or is, when you say um, something is something else, this warrior uh, was a scorpion, all of a sudden there's this metamorphosis that takes place, kind of. And this warrior is closer to the uh, scorpion. It gives us, whereas the analogy of is similar, gives us, it, you know, we still get the flavor with the metaphor. We get this intensity, this uh, this bizarre, uh, almost like shape shifting that's going on, and uh, part of ourselves, part of myself, when I was reading this, uh, it was. It was something primordial. And even just in the sense of, say, one's own life, uh, as a child, you know, being a- unable to differentiate between reality and fantasy. That, that you know, the, the differences between both are, are blurred. Uh, everything is... <laughs> very similar to the next thing. You know, there's, what is it, the, the differences uh, are not concrete. Uh, you know, the world is still elastic, or our point of view, our perception. So that's, that's one example that's going back. I know that it was used in uh, the ancient Greek, uh, and, of, you know, of course, many, many other places. And it makes sense that, you know, when you're speaking with, you know, people uh, informally, that the differences between these two terms uh, relaxes. It doesn't really matter when you're speaking with your friends or family you're, you know, you're just looking for the quickest way there uh, to communication. Uh, however, uh, tackling it, uh, tackling as, say, tackling poetry or tackling fiction uh, as literature, as art, then you're, then things get more specific, and. More specific, more troubling. Uh, when you're not sitting there analyzing, you know, a sentence, uh, sentence, a paragraph, it, it's it's less so. Right, right. So other instances of metaphor. One example that comes to mind that is. It's more, I'm I'm on the the trail of something. I'm I'm tracking um, an idea or notion. 
and it's it's starting with uh, cave paintings where we have a kind of uh, shamanic figure in the these cave paintings, I believe they're in France, but they're in other places. And it's prehistoric. We don't know, you know, exactly who, who made them, the names of the people. But there's this uh, intensity to these cave paintings. Uh, some of them are incredibly accurate, whereas, say, you know, you, you might also have uh, stick figures. Uh, you also there. There's also these moments where uh, the veil, the curtain that divides uh, here and now with uh, then and there. That that parts, and you know you're able to connect with, say. Um, illustrations of I'm just wondering if they're bison or buffalo but you get the idea that there's this uh, animal they're hunting and they want the hunt to go well they want to connect with this uh, creature it's it's a part of them uh, it's a part of their their lives their, their livelihood, and so they're looking for ways to sort of bridge the gap. Uh, shamans uh, are able to do that. You know, they have this role where they're able to fill those boots and have a foot in either world. And there's a there's a, a kind of metaphor going on that in this attempt to connect and to say appease or to div divine or control uh, fate, it's like how, well how can we steer things uh, you know in a in a prosperous direction. And uh, there's illustrations. Um, even even later, there's um, I'm thinking of this. I think it's called the Gundestrup uh, cauldron. It's this big golden bowl, and many cultures around the world have, uh, from say, American, meaning. North and South America's uh, sh shamanic figures wearing antlers uh, and furs, bones, um, dancing, drumming, uh, and then going over to uh, Europe and Africa, we have people who are wearing masks and who are, for a time, embodying the attributes of. Uh, various various creatures, uh, various animals, antlered and otherwise, <clears throat> and 
there's there's a kind of metaphor going on uh, where it's sort of like ah, oh, you know, the the shaman is you know this animal, uh, this animal spirit or this uh, experiencing this transcendent moment and. Uh, yeah, so the the shaman is more than. We can see it in our modern uh, interpretations, our religions, where often say there's a, a figure who's transcended and who's uh, who has become. Uh, usually, it's something greater, but who has connected with uh, something beyond themselves. One of the notes to myself I made before uh, this episode was uh, the point of view of, say, right now I'm walking down a street, there's trees, most of them don't have leaves. But say, the difference between my, uh, between myself and the trees, there's some crows, and there's this separation at work where, say, the crows, the trees, uh, various other parts of the, of the image that I see, this moving image, there's this differentiation uh, or separation. It's not one whole complete thing until until I start to uh, see it that way. Say, take a step back and see it as a picture. But say, uh, being in this moving picture, I divide it with you know my identity as as the viewer i'm i'm within this setting obviously the crow the tree you know i am not i am not those things obviously that's logical uh, however that's a point of view and i i find it interesting to uh play with that, to step away from that, and uh, encounter a bit of the metaphor uh, by considering, you know, that the difference between myself and the tree, and, and the crow, say, you know, we're made of the same stuff, say, as part of an, envir an environment, a full package deal, uh, I, get, I get closer to uh, the experience of, of, of a metaphor uh, in, in real time, in my real life. And that's something that drifts into story. I'll, I'll find that I'm, I'm considering the... Uh, sameness rather than the difference.
or say I'll have characters, uh, say, considering that, uh, and taking a look at things like the, uh, say, what takes us to uh, war, uh, what takes us to peace, you know, why, why aren't we just continuing with war, right, total domination, What is it that pulls us back from uh, from that kind of atrocity, really? That I'm grateful for. <laughs> and too weird, though, because... Uh, and sorry, this is the writer's mind. I'm, I'm going on and thinking about... Uh, why not just a complete overhaul, you know get rid of all, uh, you know, divisions, basically. Uh, you know, why do we need all of this, all of these borders and, you know, these pro- problems that crop up uh, because of them? Thinking Doctors Without Borders. Uh, and then just, into and sadly sort of projecting ahead and going, you know, we're going to have uh, um, some kind of uh, military problem in the future. And, and two, you know, we, are st- we still have a military problem. Uh, and that, it's, it's because of division. It's because of this uh, separation. Uh, jumping back to Greek, uh, Greek mythology, you can see, you can see metaphor in characters like, um, uh, the Minotaur, uh, these, these kind of hybrid characters, which have, uh, a mixture of humanity with, um, Animals, usually, uh, but people, you know, see very various metamorphoses, uh, like uh, turning into trees. I think Daphne, that was one, um, running away from a deity or uh, having dealings with deities and being transformed into into something else. I mentioned Arachne uh, a while ago, and because of this interaction with, I think it was Athena, in this contest, and uh, ego and bragging that this weaving woman gets turned into uh, the first spider, I think. And, let's see, weaving woman, first spider. And two, it's a, it's a full transformation. So she is... She has become a spider. She is literally a spider. And I mentioned uh, the Minotaur. That's happening uh, because of... Uh, I think it's this a union between a king and a bull. And I'm not sure if it's that his wife was turned into a bull. Zeus can get away with it, I, th- I think. 
I think it's more that he tra he transforms himself into various animals, and uh, but there's this also, also this um, this element of uh, what do, what do I want to say? It is it is it is rape. Like, it's, there's this unwillingness, but it's all sort of couched with, um, you know, it's sort of like the, uh, the Christian, uh, I think it's called the Annunciation, where uh, Mary is impregnated. And it's, it's, it's all couched in sort of, say, a, a, a wanting of it, that, that it's... Um, so, so what, what would that be? Because uh, I'm thinking of, you know, consensual, right? And sort of thinking about if, you know, is that consensual? Um, it's a bit off topic, but actually it does address um, the issue of metaphor, of somebody being something else, that there is this uh, a retelling of a sham shamanic experience. You know, here's somebody who's able to transform into a different shape. Uh, you know, these, these deities, when they arrive, it's, it's made to be this, um, it's, it's made out to be these, this, this sort of ben benevolent or good thing, but I'm also thinking of, uh, events where it's not. And so I'm, I'm trying to sort of go like, you know, what was the mindset of the, these people and the storyteller and why would they tell stories like that? Uh, perhaps it's, it's sort of say, you know, here's this terrible tragic event, but something, something uh, good is coming out of it. That's not right either. Um, I'm also thinking of... Uh, Events. I think it's Medusa that sort of one of the tellings of Medusa had it where um, she was. I think it's that she was raped in a, in a temple, another deity's temple, and then that deity cursed Medusa. Uh, something like that, and I'm I'm just I'm going to continue and. It's, it's, it's also connected with uh, uh, centaurs, and there's this story of a marriage that's happening, and the centaurs are invited, but they're very unruly, and um, they're not civilized compared to, say, uh, the other people at the wedding. I'm not sure, too, if it's, if it's a wedding between the, say, humans and centaurs, but the, but the whole subtext of it is that uh, there is the this, this civilized and then there's the animal, and the centaurs are closer to the animal, that they have this 
uh, problem with being uh, orderly, civilized. It's it's weird too because say now you know we would look back and say oh well they were very uncivilized. But even today, you know, you see things on the news or, say, even walking down the streets uh, that there are people who are barbaric, you know, and uh, it's not such a leap to imagine uh, desperate times where people will throw off the, the mantle of civility and um, do horrible things because they're desperate. Uh, and two, I, I, I'm sure that most people are tested sometime in their life and they have to make a choice whether they're going to put aside ego and uh, treat others uh, in a way almost like a sacrifice. You to give up <laughs> give up who you are uh, in order to in order to what? To be human. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess that that's this topic is a preoccupation with being human. Uh, I'm, st- I'm still disturbed thinking about um, Greek Greek deities and uh, just showing up and, you know, taking people. And it seemed like it was, you know, uh, many sides that you could say, you know, have a goddess show up and, uh, you know, everything is turned upside down. Or you could have a god show up, Greek god, and turn things upside down. traumatize uh, you know that they would involve themselves in in the schemes of people but even there there's this uh, element of class I guess class structure of where the deities are above humans and then humans are above animals and yet you know there's still this connection this shamanic connection to uh, the animal world. So where can we go from here? Just jumping back to the painting of, of the pipe and the I guess it's a, a question of, of identity. I can recall uh, being younger and casting about, uh, looking for uh, something that spoke to me, you know, to connect with a group of people, and it it wasn't enough to uh, to be myself, you know, sort of I'm looking at I'm looking outside for uh, definition and 
just what in watching, say, interpretations of this right now. I'm watching uh, old episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer because I haven't watched the whole thing, and uh, it, it is good um, from my point of view. It shows the struggles of uh, high school at this stage. The first, just finished the first season. And, oh, there's a crow. Uh, topic, metaphor. So uh, there's, there's uh, struggles in high school. Um, let's see, while the show was on TV, I, I was off um, gallivanting. I, I, I wasn't near a TV set. Uh, I was definitely involved in, <laughs> quote-unquote, the real world. And, yeah. Uh, metaphor. But I was connecting to uh, an image, an imagery... during the 90s. I'm sure that uh, every generation uh, does this. Um, and every person in themselves that they identity, identify in saying, I am uh, that thing. Or, or that thing speaks to me. I am more like that than something else. Uh thinking about thinking about writing I think that genre is similar uh, to that that we uh, that writers artists poets are attracted to certain genres uh, I know one artist locally Quinn Martins and the last time we talked uh, he was quite into outsider art and it's art that's made by people who are not necessarily considered artists uh, but they produce art that resonates and they produce they produce something that is outside say of what is being done and the benefit of it is is that it infuses the art scene or say like you know if you are a scholar of art or you say that you are a practitioner and you you know you're a painter and you're looking for something fresh and inspiring that you can go to to the these people doing outsider art and you can see something that is breaking the, the the boundaries you know and I mentioned Corby Cuff uh, yesterday I think and another local artist and he uh, that's what he was going for he was going for uh, less definition so And 
there's a couple things I'm going to talk about, but uh, one of them is is the image and coming at it from say um, deconstruction, deconstructing the image, uh, especially say propaganda, regardless of what side you're on. Um, I I prefer advertising because really it's all about it's all advertising and one of the ones I remember the images was it was an advertisement for uh, an Italian food product I think it might have been spaghetti but everything from the, the text to the almost like a window display so it was text window display yeah it was everything it was lighting uh, the uh, cultural associations and and two it wasn't about like say if you were in Italy and you saw this you might say well that's not right but this was a, a North American they're, they're marketing it to a North American audience they're connecting to a sense of tradition and the past. I, I like how mentioning this is connecting to Virgil, you know, the the Roman poet who creates the creates this propaganda epic poem to to boost up the emperor and the Roman state, give them a sense of divine lineage to Troy. But, but this advertisement I'm thinking about uh, it, it brings me back to uh, the pipe uh, that is not a pipe and that's one thing to consider is that you know the, the advertisement isn't uh, the product. And so, um, uh, but de deconstructing, unpacking, uh, as if it was a poem, and that's the that's the the tragedy and trauma of of studying literature, that you know poetry never looks the same. Uh, you know, and say, uh, meeting, meeting a poet, I'm trying to think if I've met a poet, I have, I have, somebody who, who packs. So uh, they start off with their first draft of their poem, and uh, then they begin packing it. Uh, fiction writing, novel writing, the same thing, uh, that the process while you're doing your drafts is a, as a, pass a process of packing. And then each draft allows you to consider the scene, consider the subtext, uh, what my um, poetry guru, uh, Jamie McCarty, she's uh, an American poet who's up here during... Uh, anyways... 
So she, she travels up here to teach uh, poetry in Vancouver. And it's great too because she, uh, she, she's bringing this contrasting, um, contrasting agenda, perspective. Uh, it's a small thing, but it's, it's a thing. Uh, an American way of doing things versus a Canadian way of doing things. Subtle. Um, say people outside might not be able to see the difference. Uh, but but you know, there is. Again, though, uh, it's the sense of borders and, and um, differentiation. Are we the same? Are we different? So, uh, maybe we should just finish up to talking about this uh, association that, that goes on. So, with metaphor, it has the power to uh, imbue uh, one thing with the aspects or attributes of another thing. And uh, say, <laughs> looking at uh, a piece of fiction, which is my domain, uh, c- considering the politics uh, behind that work, uh, even if it's an unco- if uh, unconsciously, one cannot avoid promoting one's own civilization society or culture the uh, what makes it important to them you know to the writer they're communicating in in the, the best efforts it is communicating with the reader and empathizing and saying I know that this is a very um, difficult thing that we're doing this living you know at this place in time this is not easy you, know, you get into specifics but just generally uh, uh, the best stuff that I've read it's it's all about empathy uh, with the reader and okay you know let's go on this journey together and I'm going to get real with you. I'm going to get really real. And, you know, we are going to get through this uh, together. Um, for me, it's uh, all about considering, so going to the, the root of the problem and uh, the cause of, of our social ills. Why do they exist? You know, why aren't we just uh, tackling them, obliterating them? Uh, why, um, say for myself uh, in Vancouver here, why don't I see, you know, posters up in the bus shelters and ads? Uh, you know, why are they hitting me with these car ads? You know, say Google ads. Uh, why are you hitting me with these car ads? And why don't I see ads that promote uh, 
self-esteem. Uh, and perhaps the, you know, the manufacturer or advertiser would argue that, oh, well, you know, if you buy these products, it will make you feel better. But, you know, shoving aside those, the symptoms, I want to, I want to address the, the cause. And in that, I have a lot of empathy for the reader. Uh, I know, I know what it's like. Uh, you know, this, this thing that is missing. And, you know, that we're hungering for. And we're being, you know, thrown these, um, you know, basically empty, empty boxes, empty products. And, and to, you know, this is, I can't get away from the, um, you know, the politics that, uh, that I'm addressing. And it's a, it's a puzzle to figure out, well, how can I communicate? How can I uh, address, uh, you know, say, these, these concerns? I, you know, I'm still seeing the same uh, promotions for uh, mental illness. Uh, I'm, you know, I don't really see any sort of pullback except things like, um, you know, drink responsibly. Well, how would we get to the root of why drink at all? Why is it necessary to, you know, what is the, <clears throat> you know, you know? I, I, that's, I want to have that awareness and I want to have that, hello, I want to have that discussion of uh, what's going, going on. There's this little dog that ran up and bumped me with its nose. Maybe thought I was another dog. <laughs> it was having a metaphor experience. It couldn't tell the difference between itself and, I want to say, uh, his master's voice, <laughs> which is a reference to an, uh, I think it was RCA, which was a, a record company. So this would be uh, vinyl, you know, round records. Uh, and, uh, let's see, <laughs> it's sort of a segue, but uh, for RCA, they had this image of a dog who is listening to uh, a record player, and I believe the slogan was, his master's voice. Uh, that there's this confusion that the dog is, hap uh, is having in, in this little... Uh, advert logo uh, the dog is sitting there and sort of head cocked to the side listening he can't tell the difference between uh, the master's real voice versus the uh, in a way uh, the image of the apple that I first mentioned uh, that it has di a trouble distinguishing between, in a sense, the reality and the fantasy, or uh, a word that I got from um, Quinn Martins locally was uh, 
uh, I think I think it's similitude. Is it similitude? It's not similitude. It's something like that, where it's a a, a copy. And I don't think I have it quite right. I hope I'll come up with it. It is an S word, uh, and it in say in art, uh, in in theory. But this also goes into uh, literature as well. That there there is the actual thing versus the. Um, it's almost like, say, the virtual reality. You know, it's not, it's not a real thing. And so, uh, in his master's voice, uh, what interests me is is the confusion of not telling the difference between what is real and what is not. What is uh, imagery? Um, there's an argument to keep it going that, say, right now, I'm walking down a street, sunlight, it's another nice blue sky day, uh, I'm sure there'll be rain tomorrow, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, blue sky, light shining through these uh, empty trees, and, let's see, the the painting or photograph or illustration, uh, the, the argument is that that is a real thing. It is a photo. It is a, a digital image. It is a painting. It is not the actual thing. I'm just going to go up and touch a tree just to get grounded for a second. The tree is real. I felt it. I felt its bark. It was like ultra-old, callous, dry skin um, with uh, some sort of dusty lichen um, remnants of remnants of moss. So, sorry for, you know, stepping stones at this moment. We're winding things up. So, the listener, this dog, uh, is not able to tell the difference between um, the recorded voice and the real voice. You know, what is the, what is the, uh, I'm interested in it, why? I'm, I'm interested in the whole thing because uh, master that, I don't know if you've had a pet or especially a dog, um, but there is this there's this element of 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 role in uh, a relationship like that because there's this uh, there's almost like say an alpha male and also within um, say training the dog that a dog can say pick up uh, cues and be in a way, um, more civilized than if it's not trained and uh, its behavior, it will act um, 
people will perceive it and go, oh, well, this dog is, is not, um, what is it, well-behaved, uh, improper behavior. Depending. <laughs> um, so some dogs seem almost like, say, over-structured, over, um, over uh, you know, they have... Uh, too much restraint in my mind. Uh, I like I like dogs that will have fun, you know, and can run around, but then also will sort of not attack people, you know, not bite people, and uh, the whole barking thing as well. You know, that's a bit it's a bit much. Or say within you know within um, within context within boundaries. Uh, we had a family dog, and it, uh, it it would bark, but it would not bite, and that was encouraged because you know, the we were on a kind of hobby farm out out in the boonies, and uh, it just offered uh, a sense of you know a, a layer of protection. But of course, it was a facade because it was not real, <laughs> which is. It's what metaphor is all about. This this allusion to something that is not real. Uh, so just to sum up, yeah, we're definitely at the end. Uh, metaphor is a great literary device. If you if you liked going down that path, I encourage you to look up literary devices. Uh, they are also uh, re- rhetoric. They're part of rhetoric, and uh, that is connects itself to uh, argument. It connects itself to law. It connects itself to media, advertising, storytelling. So, how to get across uh, a story? I think I think next next time or maybe even later today, I want to um, talk about this idea that there's uh, only one story. Or I had a friend a long time ago say there were only seven stories or nine stories, uh, and that people were you know rehashing and, and retelling in different ways. But yeah, so I'd, I'd like to dig that up and maybe discuss that. Is there anything else to sew up in this denouement? So we have a, a nice example with RCA, uh, his master's voice. So we have a bit of gender there as well. We have master, which 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 denotes this relationship of uh, master uh, master and servant, master and slave, um, domination. Um, something above yourself that uh, I, I think I want to end on just a note of uh, being unable to tell the difference uh, between between the two and technology that we are even farther along. You know, RCA could now you know have a 
uh, I'm not sure, you know, how how you would show a MP3 player uh, now. Uh, you know, would you have a you know, the symbol for a file or just the arrow for play, you know, and the dog considering this, uh, you know, music that it's listening to or the video. And uh, just ending on the importance of being able to distinguish between um, reality and artifice. Um, a recording, uh, and there's a bit of thought there as to artificial intelligence, say, and uh, handing over our information, and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, it, these things will outpace us, and uh, at some point we will find ourselves dealing with. Uh, uh, things, whether androids uh, or otherwise, that where we can't tell the difference anymore between, uh, you know, say the doctor, uh, you know, so on and so forth, policing, uh, and <laughs> metaphor. Uh, so we're back at metaphor. And uh, during editing, it's, it's great to be considering uh, it, adds a, it adds a hit. I'm curious as to whether people who are who experience it perhaps for the first time, if they would feel a bit off and say, "Oh, your grammar is wrong." And then you say, no, no, it's a metaphor. And then they say, well, this is a bit artsy-fartsy, don't you think? You know, people are going to get a little confused. You know, they, these, are art, these are simpletons that you're writing for. You know, not, not uh, a literary crowd. And um, on one hand, I go, huh? <laughs> And then on the other hand, though, I go, ah, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious about that. And uh, thank you for the opportunity to, to speak more about um, you know, presenting a situation where the, the differences between um, two things blur. All right. Take care.